Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Hey there, I hope you're having an awesome week. I hope you're feeling really awesome about blogging and you're making some progress. Um, so today I was really excited to talk to you about the word marketing <laughs> and marketing as a whole and helping you to maybe see marketing in a new light. For those of you who uh, may feel like marketing is kind of a dirty word, it's not something that you feel like you really want to get into, you don't really understand why you have to, that sort of thing. So let's let's chat about that today. So I titled this marketing isn't a dirty word because I really want to help people sort of um, reframe marketing in their brain when it comes to blogging. Because for a lot of people, marketing and blogging just seem spammy, right? Like people will say, well, I don't want to be spammy or I don't want to be salesy. And I totally understand where you're coming from. That's why I'm recording this whole episode because I'm really hoping that by the time I get through talking to you about this, that you, my friend, have a different perspective and you can say, you know what, that Kim Anderson really helped me see this in a different light. Like that is my objective. Um, So let's start with talking about what it is that you're doing by having a blog, okay? So now for some people, having a blog is really about sort of doing an online journal. They like to write, they need a writing outlet and what better way to do it than very publicly, right? Um, And so if your only objective with your blog is to sort of, you know, just put stuff out there on the internet for people to read or to consume, and you don't really have any intention of making money off of it. And that's cool. There are plenty of people out there who just set up advertisements, ads um, on their website, they just make content, they hit publish, and they just have their little fun money from ads. So that's cool. But if you're a person who actually wants to be a blogger who creates a blog, that's a business that you want to make enough money to sort of be able to do something significant, like maybe pay, help pay your family mortgage or pay off some bills or pay off some debt or become a full-time blogger. If those are your dreams and your aspirations, you're going to have to start cozying up to the idea that you, my friend, are a marketer. And that may not feel good. You may want to be like, no, no, I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a YouTuber. I am not a marketer. But my, my friend, those things go hand in hand. And if you can accept that now, It's going to help you be far more productive and far uh, more profitable because you understand what it really means. And so today, I really want to kind of take the um, negative association off the word marketing. When you begin blogging, podcasting, creating a YouTube channel, you are becoming an influencer. Like that is what the marketing world defines you as. And this is because as you build a platform, People are going to start reading what you're putting out in the world. And if they like you, then they're probably going to want to know more about you, right? And they may, if they like what you've put out in the world, maybe sign up for your email list so that they could get some freebie or get more stuff from you. Um, and through that email, hopefully they're getting to know you, right? Because you're putting a little bit of personality in there. You're creating a welcome sequence that introduces them to you and helps them understand like how you can help them and all these things. And over time, as you put out consistent content and you consistently email those people or communicate with them on social media or however they find you and communicate with you and follow you and read about you, 
a feeling of trust is developed. And that is the root of sales and marketing. It comes down for the most part (laughs) to trust. Now, there are some people who are more impulsive shoppers, but at the end of the day, long-term success comes from building trust with an audience. And that is what makes you become an influencer. It's when you have an audience of people who like what you're making, who know about you and trust you to tell them about what's new um, or trust you just they just trust you like they feel like you're the kind of person that um, when you tell them something that's believable or you know they just they're confident in who you are and what you make or you know what I'm saying it's sort of like even if it's a product brand you know like for example I love Fiesta Wear dishes they're made in the U.S. and I I trust that company because they I feel like they make really sturdy dishes and that's that's the way I've come to see them. Now, somebody else may be like, those are the ugliest dishes I've ever seen. I would never buy those. And I get that. But they're not your target audience. I am their target audience. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. Number one is that you have to understand that you are choosing to become an influencer as you begin to try to build a blogging business. Um, The second point I want to make is that as you become an influencer, the main thing that you're really doing is solving problems for your people. So every blog post, every podcast, you know, every YouTube video you make, whatever kind of content, pictures, videos, whatever you're putting out there, right? It solves a problem for somebody. And you may think to yourself, well, I'm certainly not solving any major problems, and that's okay. It can be as simple as you solving a wardrobe problem, an organization problem, a dinner problem, a recipe problem, a craft project problem. Um, a spiritual problem. Like there are all kinds of things that your audience may be facing. And at the end of the day, as an influencer, your job is to help solve problems for your people. That is what marketing is all about, solving a problem. Think about it. Um, When you sit down and you watch TV late at night, right, there's lots of infomercials. And, you know, (laughs) if you watch those, right, like you think to yourself, oh, I really need that, like, because I'm struggling with getting my floor scrubbed. So that little attachment on that mop is actually exactly what I need to do what I've been wanting to do without hurting my back, right? Or whatever it may be. Um, They know how to point out that they're solving a problem for you. And those things sell like hotcakes, right? And they know their audience. They know their target audience and what their audience is looking for. And they're solving a problem. They're, they're, they're offering a product that solves a problem for the audience that's watching. And you are in the same boat, my friend. And if you can kind of flip the switch in your brain to start thinking not about marketing as selling stuff, but as you literally solving problems for your people, it feels a lot less yucky. And I really hope that you can sort of take that in today. Like you can sell things because you're solving a problem and not feel yucky about it. And the third point I want to make today is when you are a blogger, you are spending a lot of time, and a lot of you guys can attest to this, you're spending a lot of time doing what you're doing. Like you're trading a lot of things. You're trading either time with your kids, time with your spouse, um, time at work. Like you're, you're trading some things to make this content that you're making and to solve these problems for people, right? And so why the heck shouldn't you get paid for that? You wouldn't go into your work and say, hey, guys, I'm here to work for free today. No, you would go in there and expect to get a paycheck. And that's very different from volunteer work, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, you're putting a lot of work 
and a lot of love and a lot of labor into this thing that you're making. So you should be paid to be a problem solver. And as you think about yourself as a marketer, don't say, oh yeah, I'm a marketer, so I'm like a salesperson. I'm like, I'm always selling things. Start calling yourself a problem solver. I'm a marketer who is a problem solver. Number four, I want to make a point that as you dive headfirst kind of into the world of blogging and you start monetizing your site by either, you know, making your own product, making a t-shirt, um, making content, making ebooks, making physical books, making binders, making menu plans, whatever it is, um, jewelry, courses, whatever you're selling, coaching, whatever your thing is, right? In order to be effective at selling it, And in order to be not spammy, you have to just keep addressing people's problems. What is the problem you are solving for them? Okay. And that's key to being able to write good copy. If you guys aren't familiar with that, when you're trying to sell something, whether it be like on a sales page or something like that, it's really, really important for you to understand the audience you're trying to reach and the problem that your product solves. And some of you may be thinking, well, you know, I'm going to stink at this because, you know, my product is a bracelet that I make. Well, what does your bracelet do for somebody? Does it make them feel more confident? Does it make them feel pretty? Does it communicate a message? So like, you know, if the, if the bracelet has some sort of stamping on it or some sort of art on it, like, does that, does that make that person, does that allow that person to communicate some value or something funny or something encouraging to themselves or whatever? to the world, like if you're knitting hats, and you're selling those hats through your blog, you know, do those hats make your audience feel warmer and prettier and fashionable, and be able to just show the world that they like handmade things, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of things. Um, So don't think that just because you have like some sort of product that's not actually like, you know, something, um, that would help somebody's marriage or something that would help some lift someone up spiritually or, you know, something that would help a mom organize her house. Just because that may not be what your product is doesn't mean that it doesn't solve a problem. So when this episode is over, what I would really like for you to do is to really start thinking about what problem does your blog, your podcast, your videos, your pictures, your platform solve for people? And it doesn't have to be like an overarching, like my whole blog solves this problem. But as you start to create products or you have affiliate um, links or you have affiliate products that you're trying to tell people about, think about how those products solve a problem for the people who are following you. Get inside their head because more than likely your avatar or the audience member that you're trying to reach is probably a little bit like you. Either you now and you're coming alongside of them or you a few years ago and you're leading them through this process, whatever it is. Um, And it's not about highlighting all of the awesome, you know, um, features of the product, like 100% handmade, you know, leather from Italy, like those things people do value and they should be there, but that's not what you're selling, right? Like, can you imagine if you were sitting down to watch commercials at night and it was like um, some sort of like cologne commercial or something and all it was was a man like holding a bottle and telling you like, this is what this smells like. It smells like this. It's made from this. 
Um, you know, it has a pretty little red lid on it. It's a glass bottle. Uh, you know, it's got these letters on it. Like, that would be super boring. Instead, they tell a story. Um, or, you know, and that story in some way conveys through that commercial, like, what that person gets from that perfume. So maybe it makes you sexy, like, smell sexier or something, which is typically, I feel like, what perfume commercials are about. Uh, but then sometimes they're kind of weird, and I have no idea what they're about. But I may not be their target audience, so there you go. <laughs> but as you think about... Um, your own platform, your own products. Flip that switch in your brain that says, this is not salesy, this is not slimy, I'm simply solving a problem. I know what my audience needs and I'm filling that need in their life. And that is how you market with integrity, guys. Like that's how you get over the hump of selling things to people is realizing that what you're doing is you're being a problem solver and that is a powerful thing in the world. It really is. And you can be really good at it if you'll just think about it like that and not like, okay, I've got to make sure that I tell everybody all the key parts of this product, you know, that um, this has 47 printable pages and they're all that you can punch holes in and all these kind of things. Because that's boring. That's not what people need to know. They need to know how will their life be changed by what you're making. And this may also be a confidence thing, guys. Like, you're going to have to kind of own the fact that you know something and that you're smart and that you have a solution to a problem because you have probably solved your own problem in some way. And I want to show you this perspective because I think you'll laugh at this, like because you're going to probably start to see a little bit of clarity when I point this out. Okay, so let's take someone that you probably like, know, and trust. Okay, think about that person in your head. I'm going to give you an example of a really popular person in the world who a lot of people like, know, and trust. And that is Oprah Winfrey. Okay. When Oprah Winfrey comes out on her show and she holds up a book and says, this is my new favorite book, right? Or she has a sticker on the front of the book that says, this is Oprah's new favorite book, or this is in her list of must read. Do you think her audience gets mad at her and calls her a scammy, scammy, sleazy salesperson? No. They're like, let me go get that book right now because Oprah said to go get it. Like Oprah knows what's cool and I'm going to go get this thing now. They don't get mad at her. They don't look at her like she's some sort of sleazy salesperson. And the same thing goes for your audience. If they like, know, and trust you, they're not going to see you as sleazy. They're going to say, hey, she's solving a problem for me. The same thing goes with like maybe your favorite Food Network star. If they tell you that they love some sort of cooking knife, are you going to be mad at them because they recommended their favorite cooking knife to you? No, you're going to go out and buy it because you're going to say if they use it, it must be good enough for me. And it's funny because we have a really hard time seeing marketing through that lens because to some of us, all we think about is like salespeople and, you know, pushy salesmen and um, not wanting to push our list, you know, to do anything. But if you can clearly communicate how you're solving a problem for people, it makes growing a business online so much easier and so much more manageable and so much more fun to some degree because you can know with confidence that you're trying to help somebody. So whether you're creating your own, your own product or you are using affiliate links or doing some sort of affiliate launch with your email list or something like that, just remember that your main objective is to help your audience solve some problem in their life and you shouldn't feel bad about that. 
If they don't like it, they will unsubscribe. And you can't be afraid of that either. Because if somebody unsubscribes from your list, because you told them about something that was life-changing, helpful, or solved a problem, then they're not your target audience. They didn't want that thing. They don't feel like whatever it is that you offered them solved their problem. And so you can't get upset over every unsubscribe that you get. And I think that's also one of those deep-rooted things that bloggers run into as they begin to grow is that they feel like, oh my gosh, people unsubscribed, I am so sleazy, like I am the sleaziest salesman on earth. It's not about that. It's that you're not speaking to them anymore and you're not solving their problems. And that is a good thing, that they're cleansing themselves from your list because every single one of those people who doesn't really benefit from your problem solving is somebody that you have to pay for on your list, like, right? I mean, the more people you get on your list is a good thing. But eventually, you have to start paying more and more money to maintain that list, right? Because things like MailerLite and ConvertKit, um, those things all start to cost money the more people that are on your list. And so if people are self-cleansing, that's a good thing. Those people wouldn't buy from you anyway. You want to keep the people on your list who you know you can help, who you know you can help solve problems for. So um, I just want you guys to be thinking about this week, how is it that you can take the platform that you're building, right? Have confidence in the fact that you're becoming an influencer. You may never be as big as Oprah Winfrey. I hope that you are if that's a desire of your heart, but you may never be that big. But to your to your niche, to your niche of people, to your followers, the people who like, know, and trust you, you should be confident in telling them about things that you know solve problems. And if you can just tweak this way that you think about um, blogging and stuff, you'll go from a person who says, all I want to do is write content and put out my videos and create and be a creator. Like, I don't want to get into all the sales stuff. That's fine if that's what you want to do, but you have to understand that if that's all that you do, probably the only way you're ever going to make money blogging is from ad income. And ad income is extremely variable. It's not the same. It changes every month. It changes through the seasons of every year. And I don't recommend putting all your eggs in that one basket, if you know what I mean. So if you really want to see blogging as an opportunity to have a real business, to have real income long term, if you want to grow it into a business, you're going to have to get really comfortable with being a marketer. And you're going to have to be okay with that. And you're going to have to accept the fact that you, my friend, are becoming an influencer. And that when you recommend things, people will buy them if they like, know, and trust you. And nobody's going to get pissed at you for helping them to do something that solves a problem for themselves. No one's going to get pissed at you for recommending something that you really, really love. And if they do, they're not your people. If they leave nasty comments, they're not your people. If they unsubscribe, they're not your people. It's okay. Love the people who love you back. Keep serving them. And I know that that word speaks to some of you guys. The idea of serving your audience over selling to your audience. And if you can get that in your head, the fact that you are serving people and that you're creating great content and that you're putting time and effort into something that helps solve a problem for people. And don't put yourself in a box just because you sell something like a bracelet or a hat or some sort of product that you think to yourself is not, you know, earth shattering or world changing. The concept is the same. What problem is that solving? Dig deep. Think about it. It's solving some sort of problem. 
So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So my friend Pam has a blog called Crochetpreneur. And we were at a blogging conference hanging out one night and I said to her, because she was talking about having um, created these really cute hats, you know, that you could put a messy bun through the top of them. And that was a pattern that she'd been selling and that was doing really well, like on Facebook and stuff. And I was like, you know what I really need, like what is a huge problem for me is that I have twin baby girls um, who are like 18 months old and are not growing a lot of hair. And therefore everybody thinks they're boys. And I was like, it would be awesome if you could make one of those hats for me but that it had like faux hair in the top of it and she did it and she sent it to me and it was such a big deal because now I put my little girls in those hats and when I go to Target it's not like oh are those identical boy twins you know what I mean like I'm not in that awkward position anymore because they have these cute little brown ponytails that matches my hair and even though it's not real it solved a problem and you might be thinking well that's a dumb problem but it's a problem guys and it's not like it's third world kind of problem obviously but it is something in my life that is problematic for me that bugs me and she provided a solution and so that's all I'm saying is that whether you believe that you are able to solve somebody's problem or not you probably are but you need to think creatively about it like what can you do to help your people in some way whether it's to make them feel prettier to make them feel more confident like what feeling are you selling through what you're creating for them and if you can think about marketing through that lens, I think that you can actually become pretty darn good at marketing, even if it scares you to death. And again, just like everything else, it's about practice. So you just practice it and practice it and practice it and practice it. And over time, it just gets easier and easier and easier. I know that you can do this. And I'm hoping that this episode helps you understand, number one, that you are becoming an influencer. If you're putting content out on the internet for people to read, that's supposed to help them. I mean, if you're online journaling, that might be a little bit different. But if you're writing content to help people understand how to do something or how to make something or how to create something or just, you know, how to grow spiritually or whatever it may be, your people are going to start coming and they're going to begin to like what you're writing if it's good. And once they do that, they're going to get to know you and they're going to trust you. And your objective every day is to solve problems for your audience. And getting paid to solve problems shouldn't be an issue for you. You should not let that be a hang-up for you. Because you're working darn hard on all this stuff. And lastly, remember to market well. To be a good marketer, you have to always know what the problem is that you're solving for your people. And when you do that, it's going to help you be far more successful because you're aware of the problem you're solving no matter what product you're creating. If you can wrap your head around this concept, start to own the fact that you're a marketer and you'll just keep blogging, you are gonna find success.